right, and we're back. We're back. Uh, oh, uh, amidst so the apocalypse, excited. we are, are back. Right. We're still doing this. Like it's I, not even happening. Like it's not even happening. Yeah, we are not affected by the entire globe uh, changing its axis um, and, and presenting us a nightmare that is not only hellish, but more realistic than it should be. Yep. Steve Virus surges on, but so do we here at the Goat Parade. And he's soloing harder than before. Right. Episode six? Is this episode six? This is episode six? six, and it's the special episode because This is it maybe is the most special episode we're going to have So ever. far, and maybe ever, yes, because this is the Goat Parade Podfest Good Times During Bad Times Quarantine Extravaganza. Can you say that ten times very quickly? The Goat Parade Podfest Good Times During Bad Times Quarantine Extravaganza. The Goat Parade Podfest Good Times... No, I'm not going to keep doing that. Yeah, I, I mean, that was close. That was close. Uh, we have 16 artists. Wow. 16 and people sent me stuff. Can you believe it? I didn't mind, know we'd get anyone. Mind you, yeah, I mean, I don't even have that many friends. <laughs> um, the fact that we got 16 artists, but not only that, the fact that we got true gold, speaking of gold, we got really incredible material from everyone who sent yeah. something in. I was, I was, I'm, I mean, I am so pleased about the uh, variety of different things we were sent. Oh, yeah. Um, the one th- one thing that sticks out to me about all these songs is lyrically everybody's on fire right now. Everyone is so ready to write a novel. Right. I mean, that's throughout the board. Everyone. Well, there's some instrumental tracks. There's some more electronic stuff. But everyone who does have lyrics throughout these 16 songs are crushing it. And especially, there's one song we're going to get to with a line in the chorus that says, "I'm as sweet as a mango." Oh. And I, I can't wait. We're, we're, don't, don't say who it is. No, I won't. I won't. But this, we're, that, that one is my absolute favorite. We're just, we're just giving the listeners a little sneak peek. Yeah. Also, speaking of sneak peeks, because it is a smorgasbord of artistry that we're bringing you today, and there's a lot of different genres, there's a lot of different approaches. So if you don't like a song, listen until the next one, because chances are you're going to like the next one. Right. Uh, there's so many different angles and approaches that everyone brought to us. It is important to say, if you're feeling picky, just wait. We yeah. have five to ten minutes because something completely different is coming your way. And again, we're going to try not to airbag through that whole time, but we are going to gush. There I will mean, be we're, gushing. Oh, we're going to gush. Is all, I am a gusher. It's all my uh, favorite local bands. I'm going to gush about them. I am feeling like Old Faithful right now. I am a geyser, and all I'm going to be doing is spouting my horn Yep. about how important and beautiful these people are in our lives. I mean, uh, it's just, it's a circus of talent under the big top of creation. It makes it's, me feel, and I'm going to sound like an old man again, us retired musicians. You are, but it, you are an old man, Cam. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm just getting older, but uh, it makes me feel like I'm at Spaceland in 2009, you know, 2010, and it's just all my friends around me, and they're all playing that night. It's it's a great feeling. It is the greatest bill that I've had the pleasure to behold in I such mean, my a wife, long time. My wife called it Camchella Online because <laughs> I used to have Camchellas. Uh, well, thanks to your wife for leaving me out of that. Also, uh, I'm going to bring up my friend Nicole who listens to the pod uh, up in Portland. Love you, Nicole, if you're listening. She's got two baby boys that she's taking care of right now on the lockdown, so she needs a break. But... <laughs> She was telling me that she counts on the podcast every time I say my wife. <laughs> and I'm Apparently sure Apparently I do that a lot. Yeah, that's about, I think, seven or eight times. You probably say my wife as much as I call you a sultry-voiced punk, post-punk king of Los Angeles. Oh, I love that every time. 
Every time. And that's the first time I'm saying it this episode. Yeah. And you well, know I'm glad you got it in up. because yeah. I was worried it wasn't going to get in there on the podfest. But well, we got we it did, in there. Right before we started this podcast, we promised ourselves that we wouldn't talk too much before oh, we're doing we got good. into it. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. We also, of course, because you, you and I are obsessive about albums, music. We talked on the phone yesterday and we figured out the track list for the podfest. And that was a lot of fun for me. <laughs> it's fun for me, too, because it's like you're doing a DJ set. Right, yeah. I mean, and we, this is, we this were pretty is aligned. We knew where everything kind of went on this thing before we even figured it out. And that goes back to how eccentric, you know, all and how eclectic all of these all of these submissions are. Yeah, how many genres we got here? I mean, we got some we got a little punk in here. We got some electronic music. We I'm going to say some, at least 5 genres right off the bat without right. even looking at the list. Definitely. At least 5. We've got only one cover was sent in. There was only one cover. And it's it. of your favorite song from that artist. Uh, it is, and that's that's incredibly vague. <laughs> that I like how vague we're keeping it. Yeah, we have to keep it vague to keep everyone listening because if we started throwing out details and and tidbits of factoids, people would just turn it off right now. Right. Yeah. Especially since people are only coming not to listen to their own tunes or their friends' tunes; they're coming to hear us. Obviously, right. uh, th- should we tell the the public that we also, you and I, both put in a song? Should we I start? didn't <laughs> know if we should have broached that in the intro because it's so masturbatory. It is, and it's either going to make people leave or maybe stay. I'm hoping people like us. Well, and you they stay. just you just brought it up. I so did. <laughs> people are either leaving or staying right now. Right. So. Uh, why don't we just go ahead? Let's do it, baby. Let's just do it. I'm tired of waiting, dude. It feels like all I've been doing is waiting and listening to The Waiting by Tom Petty at the oh, same time. That's a great song. It is a great song, um, but no more waiting. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> R.I.P. No, this artist would like that we talk about Tom Petty first. I'm sure he's a fan. Do you know Joey Ciara? Oh, it is a Ciara, brother. It is. It's Joey Ciara's uh, fresh band, Near Beer. Near beer is such a great name. Um, I don't even drink anymore, and near beer makes me want to have a beer within arm's reach. Well, near beer—that's that—that term actually means non-alcoholic beer. That's what. Like, oh, that's the people that don't drink anymore that drink non-alcoholic they beer. Call they call them near, near beers. Oh my God, Joey Ciara knows me, dude. <laughs> when I was listening, when I was listening to these tracks uh, yesterday for the first time, of course, I waited till the very last minute to do so. As every episode, I heard the bratty snarl coming from this near beer song that we're about to play, and it hit me like, oh my God, that sounds like a Sierra brother. Yeah. But I, oh, I, I I couldn't pinpoint it, um, but it uh, is so unique. He has such obviously, a unique yeah. approach. If you don't know, Ciara Brothers are from the Henry Clay people, Harold Band from here in Los Angeles. That was some of the most fun live shows I've ever been to. Incredible here. live shows, and especially going back to the time when Spaceland was right. the mecca. I mean, I think they played New Year's Eve at Spaceland for like four or five years in a row. They were like the New Year's Eve act that they booked, and those shows were just epic. Well, Spaceland, a.k.a. Satellite, is about to get a hell of a lot more bookings under this uh, 10-person congregation rule um, Uh, for social distancing. So we should all start booking bills at the Satellite again. (laughs) Our our, our crowds will not be affected. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well... We should just. I, I say we well, jump into jump this. In. I, we're 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 starting this. We, we're we're starting this list. We're starting this podfest. Cam, can you give us the podfest name one more time? The Goat Parade Podfest. Good times during bad times. Quarantine extravaganza. We're starting it with something energetic, entertaining, 
and and easy uh, as far as letting the thoughts get lost in the power chords and the harmonic leads. I mm. feel like this is a really good place to start. Yeah, let's kick it off with Near Beer's I Want to Live in a Randy Newman song. What a title. Let's hear it, baby. <laughs> Near beer, I want to live in a Randy Newman song. What a tune. That tune is absolutely flawless for its genre. Absolutely. I mean, everything works so well. There's from nothing to- wrong with that song. Yeah. And it's, it's power pop rock at its best. And honestly, I'm glad we started with that because it feels like power pop or power punk or I'm pop pumped punk. Up. Whatever it is, is, I'm pumped up. Yeah, I'm pumped up too. It feels like right now that genre is a salve. It feels like that is a a really great place to not think about too much, only enjoy what you're listening to. Yeah, totally. And also with Joey, I mean, his lyrics are on point as usual in that one. I love in, uh, I think it's the second verse, he says, 
you want to soak up the summer, soak in the summer sun. Well, what if the summer kind of sucks? <laughs> yeah, it's perfect, and it's it's so it's that. so it's slacker. It's slacker rock at yeah. its best. But he's and also I've, he's got a good way of like uh, being poetic. I mean, I I played with him in the band Fakers, as you know, and it would always shock every song he would bring in. It was just like fully formed when you'd hear him play the riff to show you the song. You're just like, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. That song's already f- like totally formed, you know. Right. There was only one true way to play the song that he brought to the table, and yeah. it presented itself without any fuss or hesitation. On yep. that note, like thinking about enjoying power pop or power punk or whatever, again, um, I'm wondering if this is a time, this this whole thing, I won't even say the P word or, or the C word. Um, I'm wondering if now is the perfect time for guitar rock or alternative or guitar driven music to make a return to the forefront. I mean, possibly. I feel like there's going to be a lot more actual like beat making in Ableton type of stuff. Because everyone's on their own. Right. And a, a lot of people can't. Well, I mean, you know, then again, at some point, if it keeps going, noise complaints aren't going to be a thing because, you know, uh, they're just going to turn up the amps to be like, fuck it, you know. I think already people are already getting to the fuck it point. Yeah, I brought my amp home, and I'm uh, I'm enjoying having an AC30 at my feet right here. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I bet you are. Go ahead and say my wife loves it too, so we can throw another my wife tally. <laughs> I for can't, your I can't honestly Portland. believe. I, 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 she might, but uh, yeah, for Nicole, my wife just loves hearing this AC30 revving every night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only bad thing for me about that near beer song that we just heard which is called I Want to Live in a Randy Newman song. Is great title. Great title. A great title. But Randy Newman is forever ruined for me. Really? Um, because, can I tell you a quick story that's just really embarrassing? Yeah, give it. Okay. So I was on a commercial audition once. Have you ever been on a commercial audition? Unfortunately. Yeah, it's awful, right? But if you live in LA, you've done it. It's kind of like your mitzvah. Um, They ask you dumb questions or easy questions that are the equivalent to, so what does your band name mean? Um, So once I I go in for like a Colgate commercial or something, and the question that they ask me as soon as I get under the hot light is, what is your hidden talent? Now, a lot of, oh yeah, exactly. I have no hidden talents, by the way. I have absolutely no hidden talents. What you see is all the talent that both of us have, we're we're, we're putting out there. It's not hidden. Yeah, it's in this podcast (laughs) to endlessly talk about nothing for hours on end. Right. So when this person asked me this question, of course, you know, a lot of people are double jointed or they can make like three fourths of a clover shape with their tongue or something. Um, I, I I just spouted off. It came from left field. It was the first thing I thought about. And the answer was, I can do a killer Randy Newman impersonation, <laughs> which is not true. What? Um, it's oh, not I thought, true. I thought for sure it's not true, true at all. It was just the first thing that came to my mind. So, so when you I can't said do that, one. I can't. No. But when How I said that, the casting directors looked intrigued enough to say, well... Go ahead. <laughs> and I launched into it with, you got a friend in me. That's you bad. got a friend in me. Which, of course, is not at all a good Randy Newman good. impersonation. Thanks, dude. Some folks say to Miley, smile as I am, and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. Wow. Uh, when so I, did it work? When I f- n- no. So when I finished the verse and the chorus, 
the main casting director looked up at me so dismayed and said, thanks for coming in. Oh. So I don't know if I want to live in a Randy Newman song, but I really loved that song by Near Beer. We just But I mean, to. like the song, the song, I Love L.A., like you've seen this town when, when the Dodgers win, how that song affects people. Like I could see wanting to live in that moment. You know, absolutely. Oh that, yeah, no, I I can imagine wanting to live in so many other Randy Newman songs, right? And I don't know why I picked the Toy Story theme when that <laughs> happened at that audition. It's it's, it's kind but, of a go to. It's kind of the go to for sure. Well, yeah, for our generation, for because our generation, we were all young and like yeah. impressionable when that film came out. Yeah, yeah, wild. Well, let's not waste any more time on that, hullabaloo. Yeah, we got more artists to get through. That is one of 16, and it's just going to keep on flowing here. We're going to keep going. This next tune I really, really, really like, and it is from one of your current and or prior band members, depending on how you want to call the hiatus with Facial right now. Yeah, let's let's go with both. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, current and prior. Um, this is from, why don't you give us a little bit of back, back end about the track? Uh, since yeah, it's from this is unreasonable noise, uh, project of Samuel Daggett, uh, who is in facial. He was in rainbow Jackson, one of my best friends, uh, incredible musician. And he's recently pivoted really into, uh, modular synth stuff and a lot of beat making stuff. He's really into it. Like the, the 404 and sample based stuff, um, NPC stuff. And it's really cool. I mean, it's chill. I like to smoke weed to it. I really love Sam for this. Um, and I love a lot of other artists. And you, you said, I think the active word in that last statement you said was pivot. I really like how artists are like kind of like sharding off from like maybe shattered groups over time and just exploring new sure. avenues and Absolutely. allowing allowing themselves to actualize themselves on their own terms and i feel it like feels- sam was ahead of the curve too with with everything going on and safer at home um because he he like got this studio in his apartment just ready like right before all this happened his modular synth and all his stuff set up so perfectly so i mean he's just been able to keep sane by making music and that's exactly what i wanted to showcase on this podfest is like how everyone's doing in music form you know like like what have you created and it's okay if nobody's creating anything it's hard right now i get it it is very hard the uh, roller coaster is a very real thing yes but i mean any any snippets of anything that's that's mainly what i was just a, on a background note just what i was asking for for this podfest and that's why i'm so inspired by it because everybody went so far beyond that these are like fully formed incredible songs thank you to all the artists I, yes. I feel like we should thank everyone at least every seven minutes right and i wanted to pitch everyone's instagram back to near beer that last uh song uh if you you find them on instagram at near beer la and make sure and follow them on anything see if they're doing any live streams donate to the band we're trying to be good people here for our friends Maybe I'll do my Randy Newman impersonation on Instagram stories and tag near beer. That would mean a lot to me and hopefully them. (laughs) (laughs) Just so I can hear it one more time and it doesn't waste any more time. (laughs) But yeah, let's let's get into Uh, the unreasonable. Yeah, not wasting time. Um, Unreasonable noise. What What is this track called? Juliet.
All right, unreasonable noise, Juliet. I love that tune. Yeah, man. that's that's a good one. I, I, Whether you want to call I'm it a snippet or an idea or a mood or whatever it is, it really evokes. Like some of the harmonic leads really evoke one of my favorite bands, which is named Black Moth Super Rainbow. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. I know that band. And it definitely has that feel to it. And yeah. I think Sam might have even been trying to go for that. I'm going to have to ask him about it. But Yeah. Uh, also, like older stuff I remember listening to that was more sample beat based, like Lemon Jelly, Nightmares, Absolutely. On, Nightmares on Wax. It, it's got that fi- even Even as we mentioned with the French kids, there's Ratatat in there too, some old school Ratatat. Definitely. I feel like we're lacking a lot of that simple, understated moment of pause approach to that type of electronic genre right now. Yeah. That was great. Uh, you want to give uh, Sam's Instagram so people yeah, can follow he that? he is just at Unreasonable Noise. Um, and yeah, he released a full EP last, I think it was last November around then, um, that you can check out on Spotify. It's It's great. I just picture Sam and his obsession with with since now as him as an operator on a patch board yeah like that's Absolutely. what i see i see him johnny greenwooding some yeah. media tech live in in front of ten thousand people and just bobbing that head of curly long locks yep that's probably what's going on sounds well, like a sam, good time yeah it does sound like a good time sam thank you for contributing that too yes, that was really much. nice um, um, let's let's move on because we got a lot to do, and I'm very excited about the next one. Um, I'm really excited about the next one. I'm really excited about all of these. Actually, yeah. let's let's make a, that a point to talk about that for a second. Like, it's hard to even play favorites in this in this in this pool of talent that we're I'm going to be excited with. for each one. I'm going to be excited for each one too, and maybe even growing progressively more agitated or annoyed as each song goes on because everything is so good <laughs> yeah that's but my that's a, language that's of love yeah. yeah it's my language of love that's how i praise things i get super pissed off i don't talk to anyone for a day and then i finally come around so yeah. and then you're a damn sweetheart i tell you what yeah <laughs> <laughs> um let's that we've got a little bit to talk about about this right next so contribution so um ollie problemas uh, she's she goes. That's her. She goes, but her name's Ollie. Uh, she's fantastic. I've I've known her for a while since she was in a group called Hustle Roses. Uh, but now she she works at the same bar I do in Silver Lake. We both got laid off from the same bar. Um, and she sent this beat to our 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 text message chain that we're all you know we're all on trying to figure out unemployment stuff and all yada yada. She just sent this through there, and it's just a beat she made. <laughs> A really dope beat she made to the unemployment hotlines like wait time music i or, love that so much the talking and it's so dope and it's perfectly made for this quarantine time i mean it's, it's so awesome that we get to play this that type of ingenuity really sparks a, a passion inside of me that is only like it's so few and far between that something like this happens that someone takes uh, like a household trespass, mm-hmm. and t- and and turns it into something beautiful. And what a you good know, it's what a good way to pass the time when you're on hold with unemployment for hours at a time by sampling parts of the wait time speech and making beats off 
on it. It's and, amazing. And how many times have we all wanted to do this in our lives? Too? I would, yeah, I would say I'm like, I'm going to sample that and make a beat, but you know. No, but no. also it kind of even goes down to like being in your car, you're making a left-hand turn and you've got the signal on mm-hmm. and you can hear the clicking in your car and you start finger drumming to the yeah. click. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we do it all. Oh, like I love it, when it, a turn signal lines up with the tempo of a song. With this, of the tunes. It oh, always my, ends yeah. up waving, wavering out, but it's, it's real nice. It locks in for like four bars and you're in heaven. You know, yeah, you're like, that. oh my God, there is synchronicity in this life. Oh my God, I, I can't believe you have, I, I feel like I'm the only one that's constantly waiting. It's like waiting for the, the screensaver to hit the corner. Exactly. That type of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, the pong <laughs> thing. I don't know. Well, now we got nothing but time to see that screensaver bounce around to the upper right, baby. Yeah. We got nothing but nothing time. Uh, let's do it, though. You want to you get on this all the problemas? And the track is just simply called the unemployment hotline, right? Yeah. sample at the end that is i have no idea but i love it i love that track it again we're not playing favorites here but that is that's one of the more ingenious things that i feel like we received so just just because again it's it feels like reclamation right it feels like you're taking something that has harmed you and and spinning it into the thread or the story of of creative genius that's absolutely true that's that's and and again that's why you know, I just asked for whatever you're doing and everything that's come through has been amazing. I hope this sparks like this tune in particular sparks some weird form of like heavy millennial bangers that only sample the struggles of our generation. Right. <laughs> or particularly even just this year, even just this year. Like if an entire genre comes out of this with it, that is akin to to what we just heard, I will be. I, I'll be not thankful for the the pandemic, but at least a little bit more grateful that it gave some opportunity for some people to spout off a little bit. Absolutely. Again, that was problemas with the unemployment hotline, and uh, you could follow her on Instagram at Ollie Problemas. 
Also, the just the the whole thing, like tonally, it felt really appropriate for the subject yeah. too. Like it's it's it was monotonous, like hold music is, right? But ramped up to the point but to still, make yeah, a you, banger. <laughs> well, yeah, to make you jam a little bit and maybe even bring a chuckle at the outlandishness of everything. And the choice to use the part where. <laughs> the automated voice says good news <laughs> your call is important to us which neither of those statements are true <laughs> that's why it's so ingenious i love that tune thank you ollie problemas for bringing that or for giving that to us and again thank you to all of the artists for so selflessly handing us your creations uh, to, to mull over on this episode. This is way too much fun. I feel like I've waited for this moment my entire life. I know. Maybe. Hopefully this is not the last time we do this, but I mean, we don't need to overdo it. You know, let's just get well, through this one. I was going to wait until the end of the episode, but um, Cam, this is the last time I can do this with you. Are you kidding? No. I just accepted a job as a Randy Newman impersonator oh, somewhere wow. else. Yeah. During that last song, he got the text. When you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. <laughs> wow, okay. there's going to be I'll a lot of that. I'll never do that again. I'll never do that again. Okay. Well, at least not during this episode. We don't have the time for it. <laughs> well, hopefully, Ollie, you got your unemployment card. She did. Um, as Okay, good. So you spoke to her about it. Yeah, we. I think most of us have gotten ours by now. It's, it's do been wanna, rough. Do, do you want to go ahead and give uh, the quick tale of what happened to you yesterday oh, concerning man. your Not unemployment really, card? But I, put I, you on, I know I shouldn't have put you on the spot, <laughs> no, no, but it's I fine, did it's and fine. I'm going to. Uh, I, I just basically had a freak out about it, full-on panic attack from just, just everything weighing down on me for the last you know month, over a month now. And then 30 minutes later, I got it. It was, <laughs> it was right there at the door. Ask and you shall receive. Yeah, I just it broke me down all the way to uh, to where I couldn't take it anymore, and then you know, and then it was there. So that's how that's how unemployment works, everybody. If you're listening, <laughs> good news. Your call is important to us. <laughs> Woo. Um, Speaking of good news, yes. Wow. I know. Yeah, I know. We're not song. We're not supposed to play favorites, but as you wow. know, a music critic, and this is something we're doing critically together. This is my favorite song. Of all the songs that were um, submitted. I'm not going to say that. Uh, there, there's about four or five that I'm going to put in my favorite category. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm not I'm not going to list them off as they come up. Yeah. I think it'll be I love pretty everything, apparent. But, you know, I, am, I, I do make lists. I'm a critic about everything. And this song is actually not only my favorite, but it's one of my favorite songs of the year so far. Yeah, you're a fantastic snob. And <laughs> I remember when you first sent me the playlist to listen to a week ago, mind you, and I listened to it yesterday. Right. And you said, wow. And then I mentioned this next song. Um, and of course, I've seen this band live. I think they're freaking amazing. They're, I, I, I've been just completely enamored every time I've walked into a room and they've been playing or heard a song randomly somewhere. Um, but this, it, when, when you say this is your favorite song you've heard this year, One of I my- can't. Dude, I can't. I can't really argue that. Um, I'd like to argue with you because it's one of my favorite things to do. But this song is f- absolutely phenomenal. It's a ray of sunshine. Um, I tell you what, it is a ray of sunshine, but it is also a, a defiance. Yes, of of conventional norm. Um, um, so it's by the group Slugs, and it's called GG Now for Good Girl Now. 
Um, and she love the title. She has a little bit about it that she sent me. Um, she said it was inspired by a slowed down version of "Bless the Telephone," a song by uh, Libby Safra, I believe is uh, the artist's name, um, from the seventies. And uh, the her voice is actually pitched down, so in, genius in the song. But she said it has an isolated feel about abandoning all social and party behaviors to become a good girl. So. And it's, you can hear you can hear that very apparently in the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, I don't even need to read that because the lyrics are going to tell you everything you need to know. It's it's lyrically driven. The everything about it is fantastic. You'll hear the baseline. I I can say a million nice things about it, but we should probably just play it. We should probably just play it because we're going to talk about it after yeah. we listen to it. There's, it's it's almost even hard to talk about this song though because how complimentary can you be about something that knows it's good? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. You, yeah. Well, this is who is this, Cam? Slugs with GG Now. GG now slugs that speaking of getting agitated after a good tune <laughs> I feel like I'm about to jump out of my skin right now that's the that's a quarantine masterpiece right there that truly is a quarantine masterpiece also 
before it leaves my mind, just because I'm a nerd for this, repeating the first two lines of the first verse in the last, like in the last verse, right before oh, the last chorus. I'm a sucker where, for that. Uh, where that's, one is, that's yeah, classic. where one is predicting that particular verse to repeat as the first one, only to tailor it right, right before the final chorus. Yeah. Bleeds the red blood of a genius who pays the right attention to detail. Yes. Fantastic. It is fucking incredible. They're also, great. They're a great band. Always been a big fan. They're such a great band. Um, the next time some noob tells me that no good music comes out of Los Angeles, I'm going to reference that song. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Marissa, Sarston, the whole group, they're they're fantastic. Uh, they are in the process of releasing a new EP, I believe, but the first single is out May 14th. And I it, can't wait. But it's not this song. This song I can't is wait even more now. A Go Parade Podfest Good Times During Bad Times Quarantine Extravaganza exclusive. Wow. Really? Well, for now. I mean, I'm sure they'll release it on the but but right now we're the only ones that got it. We got Are we it. famous yet? Because I feel like you only get exclusivity when you're famous. No, I think we just lucked out because of the quarantine and everybody just has some songs to share. We lucked out with everyone on this list. But also that and I was referencing this when we first started the podfest today. The, the line in the chorus, I'm as sweet as a mango, yeah. is enough to sell a skeptic a whole fucking bag of fruit if they weren't already convinced. <laughs> yeah. I love the opening line, goodbye weed, you were fun. <laughs> That's incredible. It makes me want to stop smoking weed, but not enough to actually want to stop smoking I physically weed. can't. <laughs> I just don't understand. Thank you, Slugs, for that. I don't get why more artists aren't defying convention like that so blatantly. Yeah, it's just... Um, I fell in love with that song the first second I heard it, or by the first time I got to the that amazing delay ending that they just like, fuck it. So incredible. 35 seconds I mean, of delay. Even just like the synth pads and the choruses swelling up and kind yeah. of infiltrating your body and your id and your psyche without even you knowing it. Yeah. You know, it's like the composition of that tune... Is, is truly something else. I want to take and a I swim cannot, in it. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it live. Um, but speaking of Defying Convention, oh boy, should we get, let's get into the next. Yes. Time. Tell us, uh, you brought this one in, so tell me about I it. I brought to, I mean, and, okay, and on that note, you did 90% of the corralling with these artists. It, <laughs> is, your pod, it is your podcast. I'm just your, your trusty co host. Very trusty. Um, but, well, uh, we'll talk about that after this is done, Cam. But. <laughs> The I, I did bring in two artists um, who are very, very close to my heart, and this is one of them. And let me go ahead and make a disclaimer, because I'm sure she's listening right now, and we've been texting her and I about this tune and about this podfest all week, and she actually banned me from complimenting her, because apparently <laughs> I compliment her too much. That's, that's which, that, that doesn't fly here. It, it doesn't, and... Uh, I, I know, but I, I promise it's our I will podcast. do my best. We gush. We're going to gush. It's just, I, I gush. What's Okay, look, before I continue this, this next artist is Jess Joy. Uh, you might know her from a group called Moon Honey, but now she is doing her own solo endeavors, which is incredible. You should listen to the first real single that she released last year. It's called Finally Blooming. Um, and I feel bad because every time I see Jess or talk to her, which is rather infrequent, um, but I feel like I have to catch up on compliments with her because <laughs> I respect her so much as an artist. You're like, look, I got a um, list right here. This is every compliment I owe you since I last saw you. It's like, I have, Jess, I haven't seen or talked to you in six months. 
I have to give you six months worth of compliments. Just pull out a and scroll. She probably thinks I'm a total creep, which is not at all what the story is. I am just such a massive fan. I can't. I've I've been a massive fan of Jess's ever since she opened her mouth and sang into a microphone. Right. Um, obviously, she gets a lot of Bjork comparisons, which right. I don't find to be too accurate. I, I mean, think it's I think a, that's more the stage presence that she has. You know, definitely, um, it's very. Theatric. I think she's more cocktoo twins. Yeah, I get and that. I'm a huge dude. I'm a huge fan of that group. Oh man, so it's great. Like great, the, great the, the the acrobatic vocal lines that she delivers are are really a part of my soul at this point. Right. And I'm, again, I'm doing my best to not just so overtly compliment you right now, Jess. But um, my favorite thing about Jess as an artist is her polarization, dude. Right. Um, you either cannot live without her singing in your life or you don't understand the art form, which I think is maybe one of the more admirable qualities of artistry right. you know and i think that's why i was wigging about the slug song is because that doesn't sound like anything you've ever heard right I understand and jess joy is an artist that you've never heard before and you will never hear again right you know 100%. and she dug through the vaults to bring us a song it's an old song but she is going to be apparently retrofitting it for her new record which i'm very excited right. about because it's an incredible tune and Let's, before I really wear out my welcome with compliments, let's go ahead and jump into the song. Let's, this let's song hear, is called Rose Colors by Jess Joy. Let's go to the garden, all past his pardon,
And that was Jess Joy Rose Colors, which is a total, oh my God, what a floral arrangement of a poem disguised as an opus. Right. That's a perfect way to describe Um, it. The imagery of innocence and the loss of it, like imbibing upon its own truths in prediction and retrospection in that tune, just really tears my fucking soul apart. (laughs) Um, also, I just as as a vocalist, I'm I'm gonna do one more compliment here, Jess. I'm sorry, your sense of timing in your delivery is a method of, of articulation that I feel like scholars of speech research for their life's work. Right, the, I the just, like vibrato about it. All. I just feel yeah, like everything about her transcending any type of method methodology is so intriguing to me right okay last compliment there but what a song <laughs> yes right what a song that was great. and what uh what a way to 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 propose a poem as such right. so thank you jess for giving us to that cannot wait to hear the new version of that song off of your forthcoming record and uh if you want to follow her her instagram is at jess joy magic and uh, circling back, Slugs, their Instagram is at Slugs Life with a Y. That's a life I'll live. I will live Just that Just to make sure we, we get all those socials in there. You're doing a good job, Captain. Yeah, it's, it, this kind of stuff's hard for me. I'm not good at pitching like this, so uh, so just bear with me. I feel like I'm not good with self-promotion, but I'm good with promotion of everyone else. Right. And and this next artist, I'm not going to plug his Instagram because he doesn't have one yet because he's so new and up and coming that... Instagram doesn't even matter to this person. Is yet. he old enough to have Instagram? Probably not. I think you have to be at least like ten years old to have an Instagram. Is that a thing? Right? I don't know. There should search? be an there should be an age limit. There definitely should be. I don't know that. Yeah, because it's dangerous to be a freaking eight year old on Instagram, right? And this, especially with all the booty pics I'm posting all the time. Right, right. Especially if you follow cowgirls, it's real real dangerous. It's, it's a dangerous it's world all, out there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this breakout star, and I'm saying breakout because he's about to he's about to hit the charts, and we'll we'll just take right off, especially with this this fresh tune um, from Echo Holden Bell. Now, what a name! What a what a rock star name! That is a rock star name or a presidential name, like well into the future, like 2050. I feel like we're gonna have a president named Echo. Right, I can see that. Uh, the the thing that differ that separates this artist from everybody else on this podfest. Is that he's three. He's three years old. Right. Yes. So and you're going to hear a been, different style than uh, everyone else. He's about to tear up kindergarten. Oh, big time. He's about to be the rock star of kindergarten, especially with the ukulele performance on this right. track. Yeah. And, and I like how his, with the ukulele, he only comes in when he needs to solo real quick. You know, he's yeah. already got that rock star front man thing down. Where oh yeah, he's just a he's just a singer, but every once in a while he pulls up the ukulele for a quick solo. Yeah, baby, that ook is thrown over his shoulder, and it's only engaged when he knows it's time. Yeah, it's, and it feels like in this song, which is by Echo Holden Bell, the song's called "I'm an Owl." I'm an owl. Yes, I'm an owl, which is just well genius beyond yes. his time, and we'll get into that after we play the tune, mm-hmm. but. I, I just, wow. I, you know, I, I know I, we, we keep saying this. We're not playing favorites. Right. But this was an early favorite of yours, I remember. Man, this, well, when I first heard it, I'm like, this is the oddest Ringo Starr, Yoko Ono collaboration I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> right. But 
Uh, upon further investigation of it, I realized that it was tugging so hard on my heartstrings that it actually gave me baby fever. Right. Totally. And baby fever is nothing, it's something I've never really had. Yeah. I mean, every now and then I'll see a baby and be like, fuck, I want one of those. <laughs> but um, the way you say two, it is not convinced me that you need one of those. <laughs> fuck, I want one of those. Fuck, I'd really like one of I those. I imagine you just like things. throwing a cigarette at it. <laughs> Smoke up, Johnny. <laughs> Um, oh. This tune is so cool and such a breath of fresh air. Yeah, and and and, and it's I, it, for you to include this in the list. I I was totally sideswiped. Right. So I, I mean, backstory. No you know, it's 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 my friend Justin Bell's son, and he's uh, he's awesome. And Justin's one of my best friends from from all time. So you know, I just wanted to highlight something on this podcast for all the parents that are have small children that are quarantined with them and maybe going a little crazy. You know. This is an example. Make some music with them. Yeah, I don't think maybe going a little crazy is a thing. I think everyone's probably very much losing their shit right, right now. But something like this does give kind of a light at the end of the tunnel, per se, because it does give parents the opportunity to start teaching their kids at a very early age, you know, early education about music and about instrumentation. Yeah, and, and um, that's why I felt so inspired by this on top of it just being goddamn adorable. It is goddamn adorable. I don't know if there's any other way to say it. Minus, fuck, I really want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it. It's only a minute long. Let's hit it. Well, this is Echo Holden Bell. The tune's called I'm an Owl. Echo Holden Bell with I'm an Owl. That, Can you believe it? I, I, I do believe it. And that, yeah, th that, that's my favorite song of the set, I think. <laughs> um, also, who doesn't want to be an owl? Right. You're a fucking narc if you hate owls. Right. And I don't know. I, can, I can't catch all the lyrics, but there's something about avocados that seem to be um, present in most of the song uh, I, I believe he calls it more of an auditado he must be a huge jonathan richmond or modern lovers fan to drop an right. avocado line like that that's a bold it's so line early in his career yeah i mean he's he's experimenting yeah and no. again when that ukulele kicks in at 17 seconds <laughs> i want to quit music i know it's just it really really just sharply stabs in there and then just as soon as he gets it in there takes it right back out again <laughs> i'll never reach that level of brilliance so thank you echo holden bell at the tender age of three uh surpassing cam and i of whom are retired musicians of course right that was quick it was a unprecedented amount of uh, least amount of time anybody's needed to 
pass us up. (laughs) Well, good job, sir. And I hope we get to hear more from Echo as time goes on. Maybe we can even have him uh, as a guest on the show when everything returns to normal and you and I don't have to do this over FaceTime audio anymore. Possibly. We'll see. We'll see where he's at when we get out, when we all get out of this. Well, he'll be eight years old by the time this is all done. Right. So he'll already have a record deal and he'll be headlining the Greek theater and maybe we can open for him. Yeah, as long as there's less than 100 people there. As long as, and you know if you and I are playing, there's going to be less than 100 people there. We'll clear them out. (laughs) Uh, Moving right uh, along, dude. What's next? We got Travis and Andy of Piebald. And Travis Uh, has been a guest on the show. Yes, he has. What episode was that? Was that episode two or three? That was two. That was our second episode. That was so early on in our careers as podcasters, and it was well before every all the shit hit the fan. So to better times... Here's to you, Travis. Thanks for coming in. I love that he brought this in. Um, he's He lives in New Orleans, and he sent this one in. Uh, I think he sent it around because Andy, the bass player of Piebald, he lives in New England, so I think he sent it to him. He threw the bass line on it, and then they sent it to us. And it's a great track about, during this quarantine, being so sick of having to do the dishes. And honestly, dude, that's one of the shining points of punk music. And just to take a moment to thank God we can return to a type of punk music with observational satire concerning mundane trivialities. Oh, that's that's piebald all over. I mean, that, that's their bread and butter. Always and that's, has been. that's and some of the Travis greatest punk music. Yeah, it's some of the greatest punk music you've ever heard has that exact same sentiment. Like, yeah. fuck chores, destroy something. Yeah, I, I mean... We'll listen to it, but I just I just love the lyrics get progressively or the vocals get progressively angry, more angry as the song goes on about having to repeatedly do the dishes, which is something <laughs> we're all going through with having to make our own meals at home and being like, these things pile up. And the fact that it gets progressively anger, angrier makes you feel like they you're thinking about it even more as the song goes on and you get more pissed off as the song progresses. Yeah, as well, and it's, as well. it's just a lot of fun. It's a quick little one. Let's jump into it. Let's hit it, dude. What What is this song called again? It's called Sick of Dishes. Wake up in the morning There's a pile from last night Have you had breakfast? How can this be right? Seems a losing battle I cannot win this fight I'm sick of dishes, I'm sick of dishes, not part of my wishes, I'm sick of dishes, oh. of course I need to eat again, but there's monsters in my sink, I can only walk away and fix myself a drink, there you go, you did it, that was an act of wishes, good luck with dinner, Sick of dishes, Travis and Andy of Piebald. Oh it yeah, has, it has such an X feel to it. And when I say X, I totally. mean the band. Yeah, yeah it yeah. has like the guitar line is super John Doe-ish. Um, it is. That's it, what I was trying to think of. Yeah, John Doe. 
it's got a like a blues punk vibe and it brings in like the vandals type of joust and rebellion against adulthood right which is what the genre has rallied against since its inception as far as i'm concerned but instead it's during a time where we're just all forced to be at home and doing all of our own dishes constantly which feels but even us being forced to be at home right now feels like adulthood it feels like that traditionalistic fear of getting sucked into the concept of growing up which yeah. obsesses over the futile right such as dishes or chores or I just, you know i love it, that part and i guess you can maybe call it the bridge where uh, he's like he talks about fixing himself a drink, and then he's like, "Oh, there you go, there you use go. that glass. <laughs> good luck with dinner." <laughs> oh, it's in, a good, it's a it's, great song. In in a minute and five seconds, that song explains everything about the forever long war between responsibility and recreation. Yeah, and I that like is, that we have echoes and Travis's right up against each other. Both one minute songs, and they were both totally different vibes, but and they I went feel well together. Like I feel like they're both punk too. Yeah, I feel like Echo Song is super punk, dude. Like, fuck you, I'm an owl. I'm gonna be what I want. Nobody's gonna tell me that I'm not. (laughs) Um, Where can where can everyone find Travis and Andy? Uh, You can find them at Piebald, or you can find Travis at Totally Travis. Piebald rules, and as you can hear by that song, like there's plenty of sage wisdom to go around in that exact vein. You know, yeah. Big time. Well, this next song, speaking of big time, this is another big song. And Cam, correct me if I'm wrong here. Is this... Is this a premiere? I know we we it, that's a that's a big p word to say, and publicists are going to hate us for that. But I mean, this- it's it's a premiere hidden inside a podcast because when this this podcast you know is obviously coming out today, which is the the twenty second of April, but. Uh, the song itself comes out Friday, the twenty fourth. So yes, you could say it's premiering two days early here. So on the it's Break. the first time this song is being played for public consumption, correct? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I can't one hundred percent say, but I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I know. We, we shouldn't be kicking around the premiere word. Um, no, I like it. I like it that you're forcing it on me because then it's like it makes it feel like it's a big deal, and I'm getting excited. Well, this is kind of a big deal because no, it's it's it is it's a it's a band I've liked for quite a while. It's a band I've liked for quite a while too, and they it's are a dope song. <laughs> it's a dope song, and at this point, they are staples of the Los Angeles music scene. They are. I mean, I played with them a couple times in Facial, um, and just over the last couple of years, they've they've been doing great. They they had a album you. I never wanted company, which is so out, good. Out last year, that was fantastic, and I believe maybe this track is part of a new EP or new album that's coming. But it's called uh, "Big Hands." Have we even said the band name yet? No, Ramonda Hammer. <laughs> For everyone who was feeling really anticipatory, yeah, I forgot we that. didn't say their name. Yeah, this is Ramonda Hammer, who has worked harder than a lot of other bands in the local scene. To not only push through the noise and static, but let everyone know that they're here to stay. Oh, so many time. bands, you know, make up and break up. And, you know, again, we were talking about Sam earlier with Unreasonable Noise, how like these shards of shatters from other bands start new projects. Ramonda Hammer is one of those groups that have been around for a while. And there's been no member changes. There's been no fuss. There's only been great music. Yeah. And I just feel like it keeps getting better. I'm really... It does keep song. getting better, and I feel like Devin Davis is the lead singer. Devin Davis, I feel like her 
her her sardonic wit and her really dry sense of humor. What a rock humor. star name too, Devin Davis. Yeah, yeah. It's, Holy shit! Uh, th- there's nothing that's not rock about this band. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, she's uh, great. She's got great energy. Uh, I mean, the vocals and lyrics on this song are awesome. Yeah, what Devin really excels at, and she excels at everything, mind you, but the pre-chorus hooks, she has such an incredible tendency to ruminate on a thought or a phrase in the pre-chorus and then continue to weave the story between wasteless repetitions of that exact thought. Um, And this song is definitely no different. Um, So maybe we should just get on into it. Uh, Again, this is Ramonda Hammer. Big Hands, out on the 24th, but you're going to hear it today on the Goat Parade. So excited. Hot, fast, good times, during bad times, quarantine, extravaganza. I was careful, so I thought, fingers long, but I fucked it up. Here you go, it's still for you, a gift I saved, I thought of you. It's a Ramonda Hammer, Big Hands. 
This oh, yeah. is this is truly Ramonda Hammer at their best. And yeah. on that note, I I was thinking about this <clears throat> before we jumped into this today. And they they are obviously sonically a grunge band, but I yeah. feel like that G word is almost like defamatory. Like I not don't, anymore. We're back. We're good. Are it's you awesome sure? Again. I don't yeah. want to. But I don't want to call. You heard them, it from me right now. First, <laughs> I don't want to call them grunge, man. I want to call them like innovative hard rock for a very different jilted generation. See, I feel way worse about hard rock. That one, that I don't like. Yeah, hard rock. I guess is a little different, especially all because of a sudden, if, all of a sudden, I'm looking. I'm my my compass is going to the Strip, the Sunset Strip, and I don't yeah. want to be there. And hard and rock they is don't, very that band synonymous. doesn't belong there. I mean, Ramonda Hammer no. has been killing the East Side for years now. I mean, everywhere everywhere I've seen the hi hat, the echo, they just always put on a great show. I'll uh, never Facial played their residency. It was incredible. I'll never forget the first time I saw or heard just even heard Ramonda Hammer. I was down on my luck, and luckily our good friend Britt Witt, who was booking and running the hi-hat at that time, mm-hmm. um, decided to give me a couple of shifts at the box office. And it also, speaking of Travis on episode two, Britt was our guest on the first episode, so please go she back was. and listen to that one. Um, I was making sure the box office was set up and sound check started and there was this band playing that night that I had never heard of but was really intrigued by their name because I I was pretty sure at the time it was a Zelda reference I don't know if it is in fact a Zelda I don't reference know. but there was a hammer in the game called the Ramonda hammer um so I don't know if it, that's exactly it, but I remember minding really my own business. Really laying your cards out on the table with that Zelda. Uh, yeah, knowledge. wow, sorry. Can, maybe we're going to have to edit that one out. But <laughs> I will not. I'll bleep it. <laughs> but I remember sitting in the box office making sure everything was set up and ready to go, and this band, Ramonda Hammer, starts sound checking, and immediately I stop what I'm doing. I walk over to like the empty side fill of the stage, and I stand there and I watch the sound check because I was that enamored with it. I had yeah. not heard at that point and i was in a different rock group at that time i want to say it was around 2015 or 2016 um but i had not heard that level of sonic attenuation in the rock genre uh in so long until i heard them play that first song at soundcheck and i was i was immediately a fan right and it's Um, a very necessary sound in the east side scene too they're just like keeping that leg of rock propped up and i love that about them. and they're doing it well so many other rock bands who are trying that really are not doing it well at all yeah so thank you ramonda hammer for including that song on the pod fest uh you can find them at ramonda hammer on instagram they've been uh, they're playing some of the online fests also, I'm a sucker for songs with no intros. In that tune, Devin gets right to the meat of things. Yeah, big time. Thank you, Devin, for all of your just exceedingly perfect talents and the whole band, too. Thank you guys for sending that to us. We won't call it a premiere, but you did hear it first here on the Goat Parade. You did. Um, what do we got for you next? What's next? Oh, 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 we've got a real special treat for us next. You know what's funny? If you guys have listened to the entire episode so far, Cam and I, before we jumped into the first tune, talked about how we might have brought one of our own tunes to the table. Well, Cam snuck two of his in. Oh, I didn't. Well, yeah. Yes, you did. Go ahead and tell (laughs) the people what you've done. Go ahead and tell them, Cam. It's officially a Giant Waste of Man song, this next song, but Giant Waste of Man is me and Ben Haywood, who we will have on the pod soon enough. But 
he sent in basically write songs each of us and bring them to the band and kind of form them like that but he wrote this one on our first album the the politics of lonely um which is a great record by the way thank you um but he sent in in just a really beautiful iphone acoustic version of this and you know because it was funny when he sent it in i was like oh ben just sent me an iphone demo like thanks thanks for contributing yeah thanks, to the Dick. podcast right. and then i and then i put it on i'm like well touche because <laughs> i've heard I, the, i've heard the song a million times but but never like this you know yeah it's, i've heard this song live from you guys and i've obviously heard it on the record and this was the first time that i've been able to spend time with ben and his really like translucent beautifully honest voice yes and and i i couldn't feel more almost like oddly honored to yeah. be able to sit down and listen to it. I also love the fact that it's just an iPhone recording. You can hear Ben not giving a fuck when yeah. he turns on his voice memo app and puts the phone down. I mean, you can hear it in the recording, which yeah. is punk unto itself. He gets three punk points for doing that. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's not... It, it, the, the quality of the recording is, like, not at all something to argue. It is a really beautiful pass at this song. And it really I'm, is. I'm so excited, even though you did bring two of your songs well, to this podcast. I mean, I just hit him up to send me something. That's what he sent me. And so it just kind of worked itself out. Yeah, you know? I bet it did, Cam. I bet it did. <laughs> this is not about me, Al. All right. This is just a beautiful <laughs> version of my favorite song from the first album Guam put out. And is all I'm it, saying... Is it your favorite song off the record? It, it is, absolutely. Um, uh, well, there are plenty of great lines in this song, too, especially definitely. Possession is the Answer, if I'm hearing that accurately. That, that is, that is, that is it. Let's listen to it. Yeah, let's jump in. Just, you want to say it? I don't want to say my own band. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do it since you... <laughs> it's a long... <laughs> okay, you know so the now, whole song? now you finally admit that you have two songs in this All right. podcast. All right, come um, on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Ben Haywood performing Giant Waste of Man's what to do about desire. Screaming over the phone Never learned to leave well enough alone Say it like it when you got me from the inside out You say it's for the best but I have my doubts Starts as a question and then it kicks What I wouldn't give to let it go Now that I ask, I have to know Passion is the answer That solves desire 
So why am I always thirsting With my tongue on fire about desire ben haywood of giant waste of man i'm so excited to see you guys live again when this is all said and done yes that one sounds much different live but i love love that take i mean his falsetto he needs to use more now that i know it's there i'm going, I'm going to, to agree with that out. like i i love ben in in any form or fashion that he wants to bring to the table but that is something really special it really and, is and it feels that's my favorite type of song it's the perfect balance of dusty and vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like you're marooned on an island that you actually don't even want to leave. <laughs> I like that. Which which kind of fits this whole theme of like sheltering in place and stay at home and isolation. Yeah, and um, I think we needed at least one on this podfest that did have that stripped down vibe of recording something on your iPhone. You could hear the traffic in the song. Yeah, yeah, and also the dissonance that's coming out of that particular pass, it feels like a shaking wave that's rippling the air around the guitar as yeah, it's playing like, that song. It's oddly calm, you know what I mean? Like it It's seems oddly like, calm, but it sounds like it's about to, to punch a, you in the throat right, if you totally. look at it It sounds it the like it's way. going to erupt. It's I fantastic. Love it, man. Yeah. Ben, great job. Where can people find Giant Waste of Man and or Ben Haywood? Uh at Giant Waste of Man Instagram and Ben is his label at Chain Letter Collective, which, as you know, is one of the great indie labels around the East Side scene. So that was an awesome pass. Thank you for that, Ben. I, I kind of feel like speechless and floored after listening to that a little yeah. bit. Like it, it kind of reset makes... it reset me for the rest to get through the rest of this for for us to. It was like a nice little interlude in the middle. We we did the track list well. I feel good about it. I think we did too. Um, unfortunately, the next track is something that I don't even know if I want to play anymore oh, is after it, listening to is that the, pass of Giant The Wasteland. Retired Musician's power Ego Power Hour? This is the retired... <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is the part that you can skip over if you choose to do so. Right. Um, this is... So, okay, hold on. Maybe we should talk about how we talked about this too. Cam and I didn't really want to bring a song. We did. To this, to this episode. We felt 
it very strange. We felt it very egomaniacal. Uh, you know, we, we felt it almost imposing or impeding on what we wanted to do with this episode in the first place, which was showcase all of the great talent. Um, as we've heard so far, there's a lot of it. Right. But in the end, why did we decide to bring songs? Do you know? Well, it was a mixture of, uh, I don't think anybody's going to send me a song for this. And then they all kind of flooded in at once. Um, uh, so, I've, you know, I kind of thought maybe we should pad it with a song of our own each but then it didn't really even need that um and then ultimately i just thought you know like this is a great track list i want a couple of i wanted a song from you and you said you wouldn't do it unless you got a song from me so i was like screw it let's get on this thing and then you said i won't bring a song until i get a song from you so was it, it was was, it, was it the other way around i don't i don't remember exactly no i think it happened both ways every like day is the same yeah, true, truly, truly, truly. Um, but either way, we did decide to bring something. Uh, wow, do, do, are we doing this? We're yeah, doing let's it. do it. I think. Okay, I think, I, b- both of our songs are pretty good. I love your song. I'm, I'm very Thanks, excited man. to hear it again. I I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm one of those people who doesn't really know how they feel about so anything they do. So yes, self-deprecating for sure. Um, and it's not even just a ploy for attention-seeking behavior. I don't think we have time for self-deprecation on this, on this podcast. <laughs> Not this episode. No. Every other episode. If you guys haven't listened to the cast so far, you can dig through the files of the last five episodes and find plenty of self-deprecation. Plenty of self-deprecation. Oh, yeah, big time. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. Bread and butter of this podcast, guaranteed. Um, okay. Let's, let's do you first. Let's do it. Okay, well, I'm now just going to give like a... The pod. I'm going to give a little bit of backstory just... So I can I can feel it. okay about this. Um, I was stuck in Tulsa, Oklahoma last year uh, mm. for a myriad of reasons, but the 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 main reason being um, I was recording a record with another artist um, whose dynasty happens to be from Tulsa. Tulsa doesn't have a lot of exports, um, but this family is one of them. So we were stuck in the studio and we were tracking this EP for, again, another artist. That's vague. I'm sorry? I like how vague you chose to be. Well, I don't think a lot of people have heard of Iron Maiden, (laughs) so it would be weird to drop that name right here. Um, But if you've never never been to Tulsa, um, it looks like an abandoned Disney set for an old racist film. Um, (laughs) It's a really strange place. Uh, you could fart a tumbleweed and it could become the mayor in six months. So, so Tulsa was just a strange place to be as is. Um, but luckily I was stuck with a friend and a cohort of mine who's actually drummed on all of the cowgirl songs thus far. Mm -hmm. His name is Joey LaRosa and, um, coincidentally, if you will, he's got a tune coming up on this podcast with his own band Junico. Yes. Uh, Joey's a great drummer, and he was also in Tulsa tracking this other EP with this other group, of which will not be named. And um, we were left for about an hour. Uh, the, The family that I was discussing earlier went to have a cult meeting, as they do, and uh, Joey and I were left in this studio for an hour, and we had nothing else to do, so I, I picked up a guitar... And I started playing this song, and Joey's like, "Oh man, that that sounds beautiful. Let me let me hop on the drums. Let's go ahead and do this." So within a a, a matter of fifteen minutes, 
Uh, he had learned the tune, and over the course of the next 45 minutes, we had just laid down a two-piece live demo with some vocals and not much else. Um, so it was a it, it 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 was a moment in time that was that was serendipitous for us and beautiful. And this came out the other end of it, and um, it's really it's just a two-part tune about annoying people and how to deal with them in life. Um, I mean, it's such that's such a great introduction to hearing the song because it does feel that way. It feels like it just kind of like uh like came together like you you were saying in this like It beautiful, was a really quick thing. There was no fuss about it. Absolutely and, and not. You can just it just feels organic and very pure. I love the lyrics. We'll get into it afterward. Okay, fine. Let's, Let's just play, play a cowgirl it. song, motherfucker. God, it's funny too because I only have two songs out right now, which were rather hasty introductions to what I wanted to convey with this project. And the last two songs, new songs that I've debuted, this one and uh, Doomed Fest, the other internet festival I was a part of a couple of weeks ago, they've both been softy ballads. So I feel like I'm trying to scare off a potential fan base. Uh, before I release this EP I'm about to release, which is super heavy and ugly and loud. Um, I, I, so, find this, I don't find that at all. I find this song inviting. It feels like uh, warm in a time of isolation. Oh, man. Thank you. Okay. This song is by Cowgirls. It's called Late in Life.
Mystic scapes of neon scrapes never end without a fall. Understand there's a need. Allow us everything. You know we'll fall right back between. Cowgirls late in life. Wow, was that hard to get through? No, that was beautiful, man. Come on. <laughs> okay, no self deprecation. All yes. right. Thanks, Cam. Thank you for letting me bring that to the table. Thank I, you. I, I wanted to play a song that was going to be released very soon, but I didn't want, I don't know. I just, I, I wanted to bring something honest um, yeah. and not, not at all polished and uh, not ready to be released. And this is one of those tunes. Uh, it was, that is it's not. just a great sneak peek at it and just like it's like a timeless riff i feel like and when the drums come in and my favorite lyric from it is the 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 baby steps don't count as walking recognize nothing's changed since the crawl that's I fantastic that, man thanks man i just wanted it to be an admittance to like hey we should all check in with ourselves and realize that we think we've grown a lot in this time but there's still so much work to do absolutely um and it it was Dude, it, that's one of those songs that just that just comes to you. It, it was written on my brother's farm right outside of Nashville on the Harpeth River, and Beautiful. I was so ang- I was so angry uh, at the time, but I knew I couldn't disrespect the sing- the scenery with anything of aggression. So out came this lullaby for the tired. Um, but I do hope that one day I can go into a studio and uh, and cut that with all the bells and whistles. So maybe mm. that's something you'll hear over the next ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. But thanks for letting me play that, man. Thank you. Um, you can find and, that at, at Cowgirls Band, which is, of course, Al's Instagram. Well, thanks for that plug, too, dude. Oh, you got it, bud. <laughs> am, I, am I paying you for this? <laughs> I'll charge you after. <laughs> okay, well, now it's your turn. Right. So yeah, this will be fun. Let's get into, first of all, I want you to introduce yourself because I didn't even know that you had a solo project of this name. <laughs> yeah, uh, My Imperfect Offering. Um, I've had this project most of this decade. Uh, never really released anything officially, some stuff on Bandcamp here or there. I love the name so much, My Imperfect Offering. I feel like you and I are the same type of person in that yeah. regard. As far as like self-deprecation aside, we have a, a bit of awareness yeah. about us. We're, we're not so and ego-driven. It's just it's a line from a Weaker Than song, too. It's the last line of a Weaker Than song. Um, and so... It it just it was it, it meant everything to me to just take that for my project, and like I said, it's just kind of I make these songs. I rarely release anything. Sometimes they turn into giant waste of man songs. Occasionally they become facial songs, but usually it's just like my own lyrical weirdness. Right, they get <laughs> allocated to different projects, but some of but, them just always stay my imperfect offering. 
I think it's beautiful that the songs that are too weird just become a you song. Yeah, like nobody else can really play on this song because it's just kind of like me. It's so strange. It's me, a very strange like, tune. Yeah. Just going off in all these different tangents and over chaotic instrumentation. Well, I want to hear the story about it, but before that, what grocery store did you see Tom York at? 365. Wow, <laughs> of course. Why did uh, I even ask that? I was at the Express checkout, and he was like, it, it, it comes up to where the line splits two ways. And he just, we lined up right next to each other. And I had this, like, I just started, like, invo- my body was, like, involuntarily just, like, squirming. And my I, wife. I wouldn't know what to do. My I wife was no behind me being like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> and Were you both holding drum machines? <laughs> no, he was, it looked so normal. It's just, like, the amount of money people pay to be that close to him, like, is just crazy. And I was closer than that. I was just like, ah, I'm right. Right next to Tom York, trying not to freak out. Well, the amount of money that people pay to shop at 365, you should be able to talk to Tom York whenever the fuck you want to. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) But this is a great song, man. Um, I love it. I feel like the script reads like a novella. Um, It's it's got some, like, really obviously self-aware lyricisms to it. Um, it, it, it reads as prose in an account of attempting to find meaning in chaos. That's right. what I, that's what I get from it. Thanks. Um, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I wrote it over a facial show that we went to Tijuana to play mustache bar, the place you play in Tijuana, baby. It's great. Uh, I really wish I was there for that show. I had no idea. It was that a very happened. weird show and the night got way weirder as it, uh, after the show, um, because, they decided to put a DUI checkpoint right outside Mustache Bar. Just <laughs> that's what happens at Tijuana. Just to take us out, they knew we had been drinking, um, and so we pulled into a hotel and uh, took a cab to Hong Kong. This is all not my choice at all. I was with other bands and other people leading the way. I was I'm sorry, you took a cab to Hong Kong? That is the largest strip club in Tijuana. And <laughs> that's the name of it. And picturing it, you in a strip I, club. I don't is I don't really do good in strip clubs. I, I just feel very uncomfortable. So do and I. I just I'm try not, not to look fan. at anything. And I just it's not my thing. And it's it just gets it's gigantic and it goes on forever. And we just we weren't even drinking. We were just sobering up at a strip club. And I'm like <laughs> We ended up going across the border at like 6 a.m. because we had to wait it out. And and it was just insanity. And I, I mean, well, I wasn't driving. Def- I wasn't part of the... I was just in a couple of vans and I was just like, I just want to get back across the border and go home. But well, a Tijuana, a Tijuana Christmas sounds like yeah, one it was, hell of a it was vacation on, I believe it was everyone. on December 23rd we played this show. So it just... I'll always remember it as a Tijuana Christmas. And that is the name of the tune by My Imperfect Offering. Let's go ahead and get into this. Let's hear the story, dude. I think everyone's going to be really entertained by this one. Don't mean shit in LA. 
Perfect offering with a Tijuana Christmas. Um, Cam, before we move on, and I know we both actually really hate talking about ourselves here, but the chorus, first of all, there are way too many lines to envy in this song. (laughs) Um, But the the chorus, first impressions don't mean shit in LA. I don't remember you at all. First of all, (laughs) first impressions truly don't mean shit in LA. The fifth impression means the most. And that's only because you finally then start remembering each other's names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but is that line like I had so many questions when I when I listened to the song for the first time. Is that line did did you come across someone in TJ that is from LA that claimed to know you but that you didn't remember? Uh, no, not exactly. The the uh, one thing I do in that project lyrically, I know this is strange, but I will like compile a narrative and then I'll place within it lyrics that I recently wrote independently of the those that I just really like. And that was one of those that I I just recently written that line randomly. I don't remember when or where from, and I wanted it in that song. Also, I hate my job again. Does that go away? That's just asking into the ether. God, incredible line. And then, I don't know if you're ready for everyone to get this tramp stamp tattooed on the the lower back, but Mary fucking whatever makes you happy, I want to put that right above my ass crack. Is that okay? (laughs) I would love to get permission from the artist. I would love that. Maybe we can do that as its own episode. Like maybe we can do an episode from from a tattoo parlor where I go in to get that tattoo and I, I would love to see that tattoo. I, I want to see, I don't know how you design it, but it would, it'd be really nice. Maybe a wreath. No, I think it would actually be like the hardcore tattoo where the birds are holding the banners, like the little <laughs> yeah. blue birds are holding the banners There it is, and it's, and Very it's in good. cursive. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think that's the one. And just lastly, I, cause it turns me on. I, I never thought I'd tell you that you've turned me on in my life. I was waiting for it. But the punctuation and delivery on the final shit, like the way you say shit, yeah, is is oddly either seductive or accusatory or both. Yeah. So it's congratulations nasty. on that, dude. Um, Thank you, man. I, I mean, I'm, I I couldn't think of a weirder song to play on this that I've just kind of been sitting on and like playing with during this time. So that's a weird one, but I did it. We both did it. We had yeah, we did it. We, we finally had the, got past the hump. The I've power been hour dreading of this. Ego. Yeah. 
I've been dreading this since we started the episode. Yeah. And I'm so. glad we're we're in the we're in kind of the final stretch here and We are, but we still have some amazing artists to showcase. I mean, as one well. of the best one of my favorite artists in LA is next and that's James Supercave. Would definitely hands down one of the best bands in Los Angeles. Absolutely. I mean, I just seeing the progression of James Supercave mm-hmm. in the last, you know, 8 however long years it's been. I mean, since before when they were masks, I've just seen all these iterations of who they become, and they just keep getting better. They really do keep getting better. And also, they keep successfully melding new age technologies for a provocative product that makes one want to read the manual they like they cast aside from the synth that they just bought. Right. You know what I mean? Well, it yeah, makes that's, you... a lot of that is uh, their, their synth guy, Patrick Logothetti. I mean, he's just like, he's a mad scientist. He really is. It makes James Supercave makes you want to be a better band. Yes, absolutely. And, and especially if you see thing. them if you see them live. Mm-hmm. I mean, they bring it so hard live. It's one of the best shows you can one of the best local bands in LA, one of the best local live uh, shows. I wasn't <clears throat> I wasn't gonna say this, but I have to now that you brought it up. What's that? Um you're right about that. And years ago, I think this was pre-billboard in Echo Park, James Supercave. Right. Uh, because in a band's in a band's career, there's only two times. You have pre-billboard and post-billboard. Yep. And they had a billboard. And they had a billboard, which was a great looking billboard for that debut record. Oh, great um, record. But I will say this, going back to Britwit, who continuously introduces me to new music that, you know, changes my life and changes the course of the direction of my artistry. Um, one night <clears throat> Brit said, Hey, it's sold out at the echo tonight, but this band James Supercave is playing and you need to come with me. You have to see this. And at the time, I mean, James Supercave has always been a buzzword, um, or a buzz band in Los Angeles. You know, there, there's always been mumblings of them at the thirsty crow and all the other hit bars that we all go to. But at that time I was feeling down on myself more than usual so I was like, ah, oh, Brit, I don't want to fucking go to this show to see this band who are probably really good and they're all really handsome. And I had met Joaquin before the singer and I'm like, God, this guy's way too striking. I don't even want to be around him. I want nothing to do with this um, because I knew that they were that good. And back to the original sentiment of I just get angry when things are good in a really positive way. But Brit did drag me to that show and it was the best fucking show I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. And they, they bring it. I have been such a fanboy ever since. Me too. They're they're actually all <clears throat> quite good friends of mine and I still fan out when I'm when I see them live or when I hear new music. And they have sent us a track called Pismo. It's a nostalgic teen fantasy, as Joaquin describes it. Uh, it kind of it seems like a Brett Easton Ellis novel right. a little bit, and it, it's just I love I love just like has this breezy nature and it just like grow morphs into this thing towards the end of the song. We'll we'll hear it and then we'll talk more about it. But I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I'm, I was so honored that Joaquin's letting me play this this little guy. Let's jump into it. James Supercave with Pismo. Pismo, Pismo, Pismo. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
to Pismo, Pismo, Pismo James Supercave, Pismo. What an odd song, but what a yeah. really, really cool song. When I yeah. first listened to this, I didn't expect the change. No, I love the the drop at 118. It's something truly unique and un kind of like uh, not terrestrial. I don't know. It's 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 like an alien ship. I feel like everything about James Supercave is rather extraterrestrial. Right. That's the word I was looking for. And what? <laughs> not not terrestrial, extraterrestrial. Yeah. Uh, Joaquin's identity really, I feel like it really shines through on this track too. It's obscurely forthright, slightly dangerous, but more as an invitation to be dangerous. Yeah, and I love all the odd electronic percussion that kind of like gradually gets gets tossed up throughout the song. It's again truly something unique we've had a lot of we've had a lot of uniqueness here today which is yeah. awesome i have to tell you one story about walking because i was hearing your story before the song about how your your uh, what it was like for you to first see james uber King. my shuttered ego going to a sold out yeah. show to see one of the greatest bands in la i uh i lived in an apartment over a decade ago that joaquin was one of my neighbors and he would you know we just started hanging out because we were both musicians and he had his own little projects at that time. And it was with Pat, who's also in James Super Cave. I think they were called Pigeon. But anyway, he gave me his number and he texted, or like we exchanged information. He texted me like the next day to say, hey, this is Joaquin. And for some reason, his phone auto-corrected his name to Lobston. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lobston? L-O-B-S-T-I-N. And he's like, sorry, I meant Joaquin. My phone thinks my name is Lobston, I guess. And I was like, well, I'm going to call you Lobston forever. Lobston? I mean, Joaquin is already like a name you don't hear every day. Yeah, Lobston. Lobston is something entirely different. I'm now going to call the band uh, Lobston Super Cave. So fast forward a couple months, and uh, I've been telling him he needs to change his band name to Lobston. And he was at our apartment doing shrooms with my roommate at the time, who was Chad. Uh, and he just had epiphany that he, yes, was going to change the band name to Lobston. <laughs> and I believe they played one show at the Silver Lake Lounge as Lobston, and then they just abandoned. They're like, that's not going to be the no name. No way. That's incredible. 
but I'll uh, always be proud that for a little while James Supercave was called Lobston, and I and feel like was that was be- my doing. I I I I want you to change my band name every month. Well, it's just it's got to be an autocorrect thing. I mean, that was just the most hilarious auto because Lobston is no more a word than Joaquin. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Also, in my notes. For this episode, I tried to spell Joaquin's name, which I don't know how to do off the top of my head. Um, although it is like, you know, a common name uh, that you could find in a baby book somewhere. But right. I spelt it J-U-A-Q-U-I-O-N. Nope. <laughs> that's so wrong. That is the most wrong thing I've ever written down. Like that's the equivalent to Lobston. Yes. So sorry, Joaquin, for butchering your name on paper. I promise. I'm not sorry. I still, I still call him Lobston. When he hits me up, he sent me this song, and the text message still said Lobston. <laughs> so thank you, Joaquin. You can find James Supercave at James Supercave, of course. But you already follow them, so it's all good. Yeah, that was redundant, dude. We all follow James Supercave. Those poor guys. They they tour their asses off, and this hit right when they were on the East Coast. They had to come home, um, but they. Came home, did this uh, at Jules' studio, did this in-studio uh, session, and you got to check it out on their page. It's fantastic. They really do work hard. Yeah. So thank you. And uh, let's let's move right into the next one because I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. This one is going to tug on your heartstrings. So get ready to involve yourself in a really you know, ethereal, R&B-esque um, almost like cry from another universe that's what this that's what this rendition of this song feels like to me and another guest of the pod taylor brown of slip has been on on the third episode he was our our interview he was and that was a very interesting interview because you two have played in bands together for a very long time that was the that was the last one before we were we were shut down was it yeah oh man simpler times Simpler times. But this this is a great rendition of The Cost. It's a live solo version. The last song on his album that came out last year. And it's a one take. And he it's just it's just beautifully haunting. It is beautifully haunting. I love the song on the record. Right. But I think I almost prefer this version. And I feel that way about a couple of Radiohead songs as well. Like when right. Tom York does like spinning plates live. It right. has or even the two different morning bells. Two different morning bells, or even videotape, for that matter. Um, this song definitely has videotape tendencies to yeah, it. Yeah, and more like the videotape of just Tom York's, like from the basement type thing. Solo, just, just yeah. yeah. And I love that about it. It's just a beautiful. Let's let's listen to it, then we'll talk a little bit more. Let's hit it. This is slip the cost.
Slip the Cost Live Solo. Mm. That that arrangement and composition of that solo pass is absolutely flooring, dude. Yeah, and he he said uh, that he put his whirly cab in the bathroom, get that natural reverb. Oh, and it sounds beautiful. And I am, uh, I'm just constantly amazed with what humans can manifest with their fingers and voices, and this is a pure testament to that. Yeah, I love how it's such a live feeling, and then the only like studio trick, he just puts that like brush of delay at that point, on his vocals on like on one fifty one point the song, and that's the only like studio feeling like that. It like puts you in a different place for a minute, and then you return back in it. It's, the it's whole just a beautiful track, trick. yeah, puts me in a different place, especially at two minutes and four seconds when that melodic piano line begins before mm-hmm. the outro. I'm yeah. I I picture myself crying hanging from a ledge with a few fingers left contemplating letting go but only contemplating it wow i love it, those vivid descriptions you have it just it, really puts me right there it, it it really feels like okay this is my time to die or is it and the rain starts coming down and the rain starts coming down and then you lose a finger and you've just got a peace sign holding on to that ledge baby yeah <laughs> But what a beautiful rendition. Thank you, Taylor, for putting so much effort into that, for doing one live pass. Yeah, um, that's, I, that's that's really the only version of that we got that was like a full live, and I love that we got one of that. And this one is so special. It is very special, and it takes a lot of work to do that. You can find him at Slip Songs on Instagram. And please listen to the record that he put out last year. And if you haven't listened to the third episode of The Goat Parade, go back and listen to that because he has a lot to say about that record. Oh, man. Fantastic. We're moving right along. We're getting, we are. I'm, I'm almost sad. We only have three more. Oh, I mean, we're getting really close. This, Although this has been a severe undertaking. Yeah. I mean, we've been, we, we work pretty hard on this. We're very lucky to have s- s- so much so many friends, uh, so many talented friends that are just willing and able to toss us these tunes like it's candy. Yeah. Um, or rather, I should say, you have so many friends. Well, this but, next one you brought in, so come on. This is my second. <laughs> right. I've got, I've got five friends. You're one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other two in that five uh, com- compose a band um, by the name of Junico. And we've played a Junico song. Yeah, we played their last single uh, right after it came out. And that song's called Living Out of Mind. You can find that on episode four, I believe. Uh, If you want to go back and listen to that single. But otherwise, Junico is one of those really rare bands um, that are, are taking a genre that's kind of been overblown, such as dream pop or indie alternative, and they're really bringing a, a fresh voice to it. Um, and they're, they're a duet. Uh, they're lovers in a band, and they do a lot of vocal interplay and exchange in the duets that they do. And they brought um, in the only cover song that we have. It's, it's the cover song. I thought we were the going podcast. to get so many more covers than but we did. this is a special cover, I tell you what. Well, it's a special cover for you. You're it talking. Is. You're. I'm talking to a spoon fan, being n- not at all a spoon fan. I'm not a huge spoon fan. That's what makes it even so special, uh, even more special. Is there's there's select spoon albums I like, and usually, or there's some that I only like maybe one or two songs off of. But this is actually from. It's a cover of Inside Out from uh, I believe maybe their 2014 album. I think it was They Want My Soul. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, which 
isn't even one of my favorite albums of theirs, but this song, Inside Out, is my favorite Spoon song. It's got the most swagger, and it's just got this stone cold groove. And this, they do a fantastic rendition. Junico does of this of this track that's way more subtle and oh, kind yeah. of, and it's it's just it's gorgeous. Yeah, they put some Junico breath into this cover, which is really important for covers. I mean, yeah. how many covers have we heard that really nail the song to the T? Which might be cool, but you're not really doing anything new with a cover song unless you're bringing your own style and taste to yeah. the table. And they did a really good job of that. I didn't realize it was a, it was a cover until maybe the second verse. I just was like, this feels familiar, and then I'm like, this is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I it's had just because no it felt they took it took they took on their own life inside of it you know i only really listen to spoons kill the moonlight that's right. the that's the that's one definitely. record yeah i i actually like some of their earlier albums when they were a little bit more rock of course you do you hipster oh my god a series of sneaks <laughs> is a really a series of sneaks is a really good album and kill the moonlight but you're really they gonna call did, me out about like an old spoon oh my so, God. fine okay sorry you're you're right you're right we can't do a disservice to this beautiful cover by Jesus. arguing about spoon actually when they sent me this song i told them i wasn't a spoon fan and that you were because you texted me back immediately and said dog junico just sent a cover of my favorite spoon song i told them immediately and then subsequently told them that you and i were going to probably argue about spoon yeah that sounds um, like which we did a little yeah. bit. So I we've mean, done, yeah. Yeah, we've I done some classic we, goat We don't got stuff. the time. We don't got the time. We don't have the time. You're right. So that being said, let's go ahead and jump into Junico's cover of Spoon's Inside Out. Time's going inside. It's distorted There's intense gravity Grab it. 
Junico, Inside Out, the spoon cover. Oh, Shahana's voice. I pray for Shahana to sing me into the eternal sleep. Yeah, it's it's that's just a beautiful rendition of a, a chill rendition of an already chill song. That just really it's, works for me. It's got a Motown-esque single note, palm muted, alternating rhythmic picking thing, yeah. you know, which feels r- like a really nice approach for the tune. Yeah. Um, and again, the escalating interplay in the duet style really should be an assignment for anyone attempting to do something like that in the future. Uh, they did a really good job of that. Yeah. I a mean, beautiful cover. I'm glad that was the only cover we got because it was so well done. And now Junico's the only artist that's been featured twice on the, gro- on Ooh, the GoPro. Oh, you hear that, that's- y'all? Wow. Yeah. What an uh, honor. What an honor. What I mean, honors across the board today. <laughs> um, also, I just got to say, Joey is a, a vocalist. Um, obviously, Shahan is the main vocalist. But when yeah. Joey comes in and pitches his voice like that. I like that. That, that it, great. I, Dude, it at once feels honest and transparent in such a curious way. Like a, a lure of a different color and purpose. And yeah. I just love when that happens in a song Definitely. or a band so naturally. So thank you guys for sending that over. Wow, Cam, I, I know. Again, this I'm has overwhelmed. been overwhelmed. This I know. This has been an undertaking and quite a bit of talking and listening today. A true Sisyphean task, but we only we only have a couple more songs. Yeah, we just we just have the last two. Um, just again, all the bands that gave us stuff. I mean, wow. Well, Thank you guys so much. Yeah, well, I knew I, we'd I, be I, gushing. We mostly gushed. We, we weren't even like really that funny this time. We're just gushing. Yeah, I can't even remember a, a point in this episode where we were hilarious like we usually are. I think we were skipping the hilarity, and maybe we never are. Maybe, maybe we're not funny. Maybe we're only funny to each other, or right. not even that. Maybe me. we're only funny to ourselves. Yeah, and like we laugh in unison, but we're really just laughing at ourselves. We don't even. We don't have time to contemplate it. We don't. We don't. Time. Which is a good thing, and I'm glad that we put that aside today to to make the focal point. All of the incredible music that that comes out of Los Angeles. There yeah. really is so much that's coming out, even in a time of of you know just complete destitute so thank you guys for pulling it together and for sending us whatever you could it really means so much and we hope you've enjoyed it thus far but we still have a couple more tunes so why don't yeah. we jump into and the next one the next one is from Lath of rainbow jackson but he is not even in los angeles right now he is going to school in colorado so he sent this from colorado which is great i love the ones that we've gotten from different states and even if Lath is not here, um, his dynasty with Rainbow Jackson, who you know were basically furniture of the Los Angeles scene for so long, mm-hmm. he he lives on in spirit from yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Um, you say it like we, he's like he's like he's passed, like he's gone. <laughs> Sorry, Lath, that's not what I'm getting to. Um, but it's just I, I was so intrigued to hear the song. because uh, you at, you know we've both known him for a while, and yeah. after and years, as soon as as soon as we decided to do this i was like i have to get a song from lath because i feel like i can i can coax him out of his lair you know he's pretty private about his music but from the like in the past when i've had cam cellos i've always made sure lath played him because there's just a his songs have such an honest unique feel to them and the lyrics are always great and you could just hear him pouring his heart out into these tunes Absolutely. And after years of watching Rainbow Jackson, there was always a sneaking suspicion that this shy demeanored pocket holder played a a starring melodic role 
behind yeah. the guise of like oddity or introversion. Like you knew that he played such a big part in that band, and it really shines through in this track as well. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 called it's doesn't have a title. I was like, what's the title, Lath? He said, I don't know, just call it Untitled. So this is <laughs> thanks, Lath, for that. Let's, let's jump right. This is Untitled by Lath. you thought of it all You never thought you could fall You misguided missile You don't need instruction for destruction I wasted my time with you We used to be
much imagined you've lost I don't need instruction for destruction Lath of Rainbow Jackson with Untitled. What a beautiful acoustic ballad. Yeah, Ryan. I mean it's a it's kind of an opus. I mean, it really is. I think I think there needs to be a li- a full band take of that one, big time. Really, because the line "I fall asleep to make my escape, but as soon as I dream, I yeah, wake." As soon as I dream, I wake. That's that's a great great lyric. It's way too good. I mean, not to do any disservice or or, or say anything bad about an acoustic pass at that, but I would love to hear some some cojones behind that particular yeah. song and there's a giant bridge section that's so instrumental it, it'd be great to see it fleshed out with a full band yeah to flourish a little bit also just like the polished and playful brittleness of an acoustic ballad like that returns to songwriting in the purest form for me right which is the kind of stuff i really wanted to get for this pod fest and i'm so glad thank you Lath, so much uh he has an Instagram. There's no post. I don't think he's ever logged on. So. <laughs> Definitely, that that fits the parameters of oh, yes. that dude's of that untitled of that dude's personality. Yeah. That's great, though. Thank you for including that. So, I mean, we we've reached it. We we got all the way. Is through this the end? The no Go way. Parade Podfest, Good Times During Bad Times Quarantine Extravaganza. At, at the end of this, like now, looking back on it, uh, looking back on these almost few hours of us talking and listening to these songs i feel like we should charge people as a master class because <laughs> this is a master class of craftsmanship like across the board you could like in you could like hip hop you could like classical there's something for you in this episode yeah i feel like and speaking of that we do i guess it's a thing you do uh the goat parade has a patreon now oh patreon.com slash the goat parade i guess that's if you want to i don't know fund this I, we're not asking you to we're just asking you to listen to it but apparently some people that listen to podcasts told me i have to have a patreon because people that listen to podcasts apparently like to support them i don't know i'm just putting it out there couldn't hurt it couldn't hurt why not and also on that note um a lot of the artists that we played today have venmos and patreons as well so if you heard something that you really like please know that the artists work really really incredibly hard on this stuff and feel free to dish out some money to them as well yeah and if you go all their instagrams are given out so you can go to them and find more details on that and a lot of them you know as i've said are doing live streams at home concerts festivals all sorts of stuff going on. So support the artists. That's what this is all about. Right, That's Al? what it's all about. Yeah, Woo! absolutely. We've they've The artists have supported us. Now it's time to give back to them. So if you have any loose change, go ahead and scrape some loot and throw it their way. Um, because really, it, it, who knew what we were going to get 
as submissions for all of this. And the fact that what it a came journey. To, wow. What a journey. I'm so grateful you have so many friends. Hopefully, I'll make some new friends after this. Maybe I can take oh. my five friends up to 10 friends. Yeah. Um, no. I'll take then, you there. You're, you're coming with me all the way up to 10. Oh, my God. And then we can still get together because it's 10 or fewer people right. in a gathering. Yeah. Yeah. This has been great, Cam. Wow. I mean, this has definitely been the the largest monolith of an episode we've had to undertake. Yes. So, I mean, nobody's got anything to do, so I figured why not have a giant pod fest. I hope you've enjoyed it. We are going to end the whole podcast. No outro music. We're going to end with our last submission from Alex Belmonte of Verse Color. And it is a wild 16-minute noise piece. I I don't even know it is it is absolutely batshit and it, it makes sense to leave with this absolutely insane piece of avant-garde future music if you will. It also makes sense that Alex and I know a lot of you listening out there maybe don't know Alex of Versus Color and please listen to Versus Color. Um, if you're listening to this right now, they're an incredible band co- yeah, comprised of just insane dudes who make great R&B dance prog funk music yeah but it's this insane. is full this this 16 minute <laughs> opus is alex being full alex oh, yeah. he no holds barred dude he like so you asked stoned, alex, like, yeah like, you asked alex to give you a tune guess what cam this is what you got and <laughs> he's I pushed think, me into a corner i gotta end with it <laughs> just like <clears throat> but I, we do offer him punk points for being himself. Absolutely. Uh, it, 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 I, I think it's great to listen to. I listened to it, and I had a blast listening to it. It's but crazy. It been- I think there's some Pulp Fiction samples in there just peppered through. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going on. It sounds like what it's probably like for Aphex Twin, to, uh, Richard to James to dream. I don't know. That's definitely what it sounds like. Yeah, and it would have been really difficult to put it in the middle of the episode. Yeah, it would have it would have it would have been polarizing, but I love it. It's the, it's the last thing we're going to hear at this podfest. Let's turn the lights up and turn the noise up, you know what I mean? Say the name of the podfest one more time just so I Thank can Thank you hear so it. much for listening to the Goat Parade Podfest. Good times during bad times quarantine extravaganza. What a journey this has been, Cam. Thank you for having me. Every time we do this, I am closer to you. Yes, and we'll see you in two weeks. I'm going to give you your episode since yours got cut off. I finally get a side B? Yeah. Oh, dude, my list is going to be great. Make sure to tune in next episode. All right, this is Alex Belmonte with Top of the Morning to you. Go Parade out.
Whoa.